It's the How Games Make Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Grubb from GamesBeat.com. This is the show where I talk to people working in and around games and ask them, how does this business work? Is it just 100 people jumping onto an island for fun and profit? New episodes come out when they're ready. That's the new schedule. (laughs) On this episode, PUBG's new creative director, Dave Kerr, joins me to talk about stepping into that role after spending years as the game's de facto leader. Uh, During our conversation, Kurt explains that his job is about making PUBG fun, but he also elaborates on what that means for content in the upcoming season 10, uh, for competitive players, and for newcomers. Kurd also dives into how he and his team use player data to keep the game fun for people who've played for 5,000 hours or who have just installed it for the first time ever. But first, thank you for listening. You can get more from me at gamesbeat.com or email me at jeff.grub at gmail.com with the subject line, How Games Make Money. Or reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Grubb. The podcast is at HGMM Show. You can support this show by going to patreon.com slash HGMM. Anything you provide will keep the show going. It helps uh, incentivize me taking time out of my week to do the the editing here, to set up the interviews. It's a time-consuming process, and it's one that got really derailed by Thanksgiving and then all these reviews coming out at the same time. Uh, And so anytime I see support coming in on on the Patreon, it's like, okay, I really got to get in there for all all the homies on Patreon, which is, uh, I believe, how Patreon says I should describe my community. Um... The homies on Patreon. Uh, about the schedule, it's going to just kind of, for, for the foreseeable future, it's going to be as I have opportunities to do interviews, I will turn those into episodes of how games make money when they make sense. Um, it's, you know, we're going into another holiday here in the States um, and then the new year. So in tw- early 2021, I think I will have time to re-examine exactly how fast I can get these episodes out and start doing a, getting closer to a weekly schedule again. Until then, however, when the episodes are ready, that's the schedule. Okay, no more from me. You guys don't need to hear from me anymore. You just need to hear me ask questions of someone far more interesting. That's Dave Kurd from PUBG Corporation. Let's get to the interview right now. All right, joining me now is Dave Kurd. I, I, my understanding is he's the new creative director, but you've been doing you've been at the at PUBG Corp for a while. Is that right, Dave? Uh, absolutely, Jeff. I've been at PUBG a little bit over three years. All right. So, so, uh, you, when I talked to you last, uh, not for this podcast, but for gamesbeat.com, uh, you were art director, art supervisor. Was that right? Uh, yeah, I, I will say PUBG has kind of, uh, kind of a different role structure than you see in a lot of Western development. I was kind of functioning both as like what they call a world development unit lead and an art director. So basically I was kind of in charge with, uh, Hey, what are we making this season? Does it look cool? Is it fun? Is it scheduled? It's it's kind of a catch-all title, but yeah, definitely some art director, definitely some scheduling in there too. Excellent. I think um, world development unit lead. It's not something that uh, the, the, you say when you're a kid. Oh, I want to be that when I grow up. But I bet <laughs> I bet it's actually pretty close to a job you might have imagined would be fun. You just didn't know it was called that. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue, but it's been uh, some of the most informative, uh, kind of creatively challenging, innovative times of, of my career. Awesome. So, so we're, we're talking because, you know, season 10 is happening with PUBG uh, and, and you do have this like new title. Uh, but, but, but I guess uh, really, I just kind of want to get like, take your temperature basically. Like, where's the game at right now? How are you feeling about it? Uh, where, like, what are, what are the challenges? Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited about PUBG. Obviously, uh, 2020 has been super interesting for the game. 
Uh, you know, after Brendan moved on to special projects, it was myself, uh, Taehun Kim, who is my uh, uh, counterpart in Korea, and T.S. Jang, who is executive producer. Uh, it was just kind of a year of us playing, innovating, uh, evolving, talking about what we want to see in PUBG, what we want to try. Uh, you know, we've delivered lots of maps, uh, kind of culminating in December with Haven. Uh, you know, we've tried Destruction, uh, Random Royale. Uh, kind of making a more living world uh, for for PUBG, you know, with things like the loot truck, uh, and and that's kind of helped us kind of see the future of what PUBG kind of wants to be. And so now, as creative director, uh, you know, I have to kind of champion and and, and shepherd the the vision with this team of amazingly talented uh, developers to to kind of execute on that vision. So yeah, I'm just super pumped about kind of what we've learned in this last year. And now that I can kind of see more than 12 months out, it's it's a very exciting time. Hey, excellent. So uh, you, before before I start asking you about like season 10 and, and what you need to be doing there, uh, what's the stuff that you feel like you kind of got lined up, you got behind you that you're, that you're specifically very happy with and that you're getting good responses from the fans about? Well, you know, just the lessons from this year is we're really kind of finding the edges of what players enjoy. Uh, players seem to want more uh, immersion. They want more reactive worlds. They want more interesting stories. Uh, at the end of the day, Jeff, I, th I think PUBG's staying power is it's kind of fabulous gunplay and that it's kind of this tremendous story engine for players, right? Kind of no two games are the same. So that's really kind of led us to the belief that larger maps really seem to be where PUBG shines. It's kind of the the best mix of like downtime Punctu you know, high tension punctuated with exciting gunplay. And, and that's kind of what feels the most PUBG, you know, compared to, you know, the other titles that you can find out there. Uh, and then, you know, we're really looking at how survival phase has such an opportunity to get deeper, you know, uh, with our gunplay, it's really rich, you know, over 45 weapons, 45 plus attachments, multiple ammo types. Everyone has individual recoil control. Uh, the the bullet drop, right? You know, so to get into our gunplay, that's an investment. Uh, and that makes our survival phase seem very straightforward, right? Press F to open door, press F to get into vehicle. So we, we see a big opportunity there to kind of enrich survival phase because that's really 90% of the game. And that's where I think we can really kind of make big strides and, and big innovations in the next year. Yeah, it's um, I, you know, you talk about it, it like the game operating as a storytelling platform for for players, and uh, you know, when you talk about story in general, story in games, most people are still going to think about straightforward narrative of the developer telling the story. Um, and, and you know, we've learned definitely that uh, emergent stories are just as important in gaming, and it's definitely they've they've gotten their, the emergent storytelling has gotten its due. Uh, but it's still it's not the thing that I think that comes to people's mind at first. And I was um was watching a, a video today with uh, Jack Black singing the national anthem. And I know it feels, this feels like a tangent, but uh, he's just, he's just singing the national anthem, but he, uh, he does it in a way, if anyone, Jack Black, the comedian, he, he, he plays games on Twitch now, uh, the way he sings, like he uses his voice to like tell the story, uh, to tell the story of the song. He like really just sells certain parts. He gets loud. He goes up and goes down in a way that you traditionally don't hear. And you're like, man, that, there, there's more to storytelling than just a, a plot and just telling to telling a story there in, in song. You could do it with your voice and in games, I, I guess 
what is your Jack Black's voice? Is it like creating, just giving new tools to the players in something like the survival phase of the game and saying, now, now go out and you guys do your part to, to make those stories happen. Is that, is that something you guys consider? Yeah. A, a big part of that, Jeff is interesting choices. You know, the, the goal is we're giving the players new tools, uh, new functions, new opportunities, new choices, so that, you know, when they're recounting their latest chicken dinner, win, their story sounds 100% different than their buddies. You know, it's it's looking at how do we make squad play more satisfying for the player who hasn't quite mastered gunplay yet? How do we make traversing the landscape more satisfying? You, you know, and the most important thing is to make sure that we don't make one viable path. You know, if we make something that's too overpowered, something that's too difficult, too challenging, players will will kind of seek the easiest way to kind of win that chicken dinner. So the idea is we give you a lot of contextual opportunities to make plays, feel smart and feel like you've really uh, outsmarted your opponents on the battlefield. You know, it's, we're not a really big death match. We're a survival game at the end of the day. We happen to have great gunplay, but we really can't lose sight of our roots, which is, uh, you know, land, loot, survive, make it to the end. So, so yeah, that's what, what I think we can really bring to the table you know, next year is just really uh, invigorating that face. So then tell me about season 10. Where does that fit into uh, this current strategy uh, when it comes to the game? Well, we're trying a lot of new things. That, that, that's what 2020 was all about, is to, to really experiment and have fun and play. So some of the things about season 10 that I think are unique, it's our tiniest map yet. It's one by one. Uh, which would lead you to believe that it's kind of a, a slaughter fest, kind of a team deathmatch map almost, but it's it's quite the opposite because we use so much verticality. Uh, there's uh, multiple six, seven story buildings, uh, deep labyrinthian uh, steel mill to explore, lots of like coal hills to, to to kind of navigate. So even though it's for only 32 players, we're still seeing the average match length be about 15 minutes. Uh, that's partially because of the verticality and it's also because of the uh, kind of AI ecosystem we're trying this season. With it's uh, it's kind of a private military contractor group called the Pillar, and they are not taking part in the battleground. Rather, they are randomly spawning in the map, and they're guarding loot caches. So instead of the the, the typical supply drops players look out for, uh, they're going to find different every game, spawning in different buildings every game, patrols of Pillar guards watching loot caches, and you can decide to take these guys on and win the precious loot. You can kind of camp out the building and see if other players take a swing at it. Uh, but you can't camp too long because we also have this scout helicopter that's trying to spot players and uh, light them up with their spotlight. And once players are lit up, the scout chopper calls the pillar tactical truck, which is kind of the more lethal big brother of the loot truck from Sandhawk Season 8. So once the, uh, the, the basically the tactical truckers, our dev name is Kill Truck shows up, it is trying to mow you down with deadly machine guns. If you hide behind shallow cover, it's throwing Molotov bombs at you. Uh, and, and so there's this real push and pull gameplay where the players should feel kind of pulled and compelled to loot and take on the pillar caches, but they're also being kind of pushed to hide and seek cover by the helicopter and the tactical truck. Yeah. You're really trying to try new things. Like you, you keep saying like that. And it, it's, it sounds like, um, is there a risk of upsetting the, 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 the people who have come to play the game every day and expect their PUBG to be good old fashioned PUBG? 
Uh, it's it's risk and opportunity, right? Like, like what's great about season 10 is it's kind of just a special event seasonal map. You know, we really wanted to kind of uh, button up the year with something sweet. Uh, you might notice it's our first December release. We wanted to get something kind of a, a bite-sized, interesting appetizer into the player's hands right there at, at the holiday so they could actually kind of enjoy it while they're on break. And, you know, I think even for like the most hardened, grizzled, uh, you know, 5,000-hour PUBG veteran, uh, there's going to be stuff in there they like, whether it's trying to hit bangers off the uh, seventh floor of a building uh, or trying to do new things like uh, use our new tactical parachute that you can kind of equip in your utility slot, uh, you know, grab a parachute off the roof roof, and make a jump and make a play, you know, uh, jump off the top of a building and land on the expressway. Uh, so it's, it's still PUBG. There's just, uh, I think every game of PUBG is risk management and mitigation you know, how are, how, how are you doing in relation to the circle? How's your health? How's your ammo? Where are you at in regards to other players? We're just sprinkling in a few more things for the players to juggle. Where's that helicopter at? Did I hear that kill truck? Are those guards guarding some treasure I want to get a hold of? So uh, I, I don't think it's too different, but it should be fresh enough to, again, try to find the edges of, of what BR can be and what PUBG can be. When I um when I think about uh you know games um you know lasting for a very long time uh it, it's it's hard not to think about um esports and catering to esports and ca- I guess catering to the competitive players um as opposed to the people who who are are very good and play a lot but are, you know are still more casual um how do you balance that? Well, we have some kind of like built-in checks and balances, right? Like uh my my work is primarily in kind of vanilla PUBG, right? It's just a meat and potatoes game that, that everyone experiences. And then we have ec- experts uh, who, who really worry about ranked mode and they kind of pick the things that feel most balanced amid the things that feel perhaps unfair or kind of too extreme for PUBG. And, and that'll kind of wind its way into like the ranked cues. And from there, uh, the, the ranked audience will kind of let us know what's really working and not working and, and what they really like kind of uh, graduates to esports. So it's this real kind of natural progression or ladder where kind of anything goes in the vanilla game. Ranked is a little bit more refined and esports is kind of the most competitive version of the game. And, and I try not to uh, look too hard at esports because I'm, I'm really just focused on uh, the, the 5,000 hour player and the player that just downloaded it or, you know, I, I, I'm worried about them having the best possible time. Yeah, so, so it sounds like you are free to make the game fun, and that that is your focus. It, I guess it's it's that's sounds reductive, but it, it's kind of what your job is: make the game fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's thank you for you know th- this is some of the first press I've done, so thank you for clarifying the role so elegantly. <laughs> uh, I, I've heard it described, Jeff, as you know, I, I tell people, does it feel good on the sticks in a controller in my hand? Do I like what I'm playing? Is this fun? Uh, how do we make it more fun? Where can this game be in one, two, five years? And then from there, I'm just uh, collaborating with, you know, some of the best developers in gaming to to try to make that happen. Excellent. So, um, so, uh, you know, g- give me the, the very specifics on, on season 10. When's it coming? Is it, is it, uh, it, it, it should people be looking out for it very soon? Are there going to be trailers first? When, when's it all happening? Uh, yeah. Uh, so some dates, uh, December 9th, we're going on test server and we're going to be officially launching on PC, December 16th console, December 17th. I, I, 
I imagine that based on the embargo that I'm looking at, that it'll be so the day they're hearing this, when the day that this comes out, it, it should be on the test server. The way it was put to me, it was like that you uh, are taking over a role that had been vacated since Brendan went uh, to, to take on Prologue and start working on the other game. Um, I guess, why didn't the game need a creative director up to this point? And, and then what changed to the point where it did need a creative director? Uh, well, basically, you know, once he moved on, uh, T.S. Chang, who's an insanely amazing executive producer who you know, all praise go to him basically for making this worldwide team work, right? Because he's the one that believed in Madison. He's the one that kind of really started pioneering a soul studio working with so many external studios all under the PUBG umbrella. So he was working as EP and my counterpart, uh, Taehyun Kim, uh, or uh, THB, we call him, uh, he was my counterpart in Seoul. And so the three of us would get together and talk about kind of what we're into, where we think the game could go, personally, what we want to see. And we would kind of alternate seasons, you know, like, uh, you know, like we would do Sandhawk and they would do Vikendi and, you know, we would do uh, Karakin and they would do Paramount. So it was this really great kind of uh, back and forth ping pong. And, uh, you know, I, I guess they liked what they saw. You know, I, I think Madison did a good job of, of, of trying to uh, come up with big, interesting new features and, and deliver those features. And, and now, you know, we've had this year to really play and find out what players like and what they don't like. And, you know, I've kind of put forward a vision for what the game can be. And, you know, TS and THB and, and everyone else at corporate has supported that vision. And they've empowered me to work more directly with, with all of the teams and kind of advocate and evangelize. They've trusted me to uh, show the way for, for what this game can be. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a hell of an opportunity. I'm, I'm very excited to take on the challenge. And I, I know you're not gonna be able to give specifics, but you said you have an idea of what the game looks like 12 months out. How does that form in, in your head? Or I guess I'm probably on like whiteboards and, and, and in, you know, in the um, digital notepads of your entire team. I'm sure this is like a, a big, like long process, but uh, how does that come together? And then what does the game look like beyond that? Yeah, you know, the 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 ideation phase is basically, you know, I, I trust my team implicitly. They're all experts in their fields. All we do is kind of eat, sleep and breathe PUBG. And we've gotten really good at understanding like what a six month dev cycle looks like, right? Like whether it's... Uh, whether it's uh, Kerrigan or the Sandhawk, you know, remaster, or now with Haven, we, we've gotten to a really good rhythm of like, how much can we get done in roughly half a year? So now when we kind of extrapolate and say, well, well what can we do in a year? Uh, you know, if, if we take a breath and, and, and really plan it out and, and, and really focus on the future, what can we achieve? Uh, it's been pretty easy. You know, we, we know what we, we want to do. We understand uh, the limitations and opportunities we have with our time, talent, and resources. And that's allowed us to, I think, have a pretty clear vision of, of, of what the next year looks like. Uh, and, and, you know, in terms of what the next year broadly, I can say, you know, we're, we're obviously focusing on our core values. You know, we're, we're not trying to change PUBG so much that it becomes unrecognizable or unpalatable to our core fans. Uh, we're nothing without our core fans. Uh, you know, like I said, survival phase 
is huge. That that's uncharted territory. That's 90% of the game that, that stands to get better. And finally it's, it's larger worlds, you know, like, like we, we, we've tried a lot of small maps. The reality is why small maps are so great is uh, it goes without saying they're quicker to develop. You can kind of try more risky things without as much uh, investment, without as much time. So it, it, it allowed us to get a lot of ideas into the wild within one year. So now we know the ideas, we know the concepts, we are excited about a few things, and we can really take our time and make these larger worlds that deliver the, the peaks and valleys and tension that I think PUBG does best. As it beyond the, the one year, you know, we, we've got our plans for the next 12 months and uh, they're, they're pretty ambitious. And I think uh, it's going to like set the course for the next five, but uh, obviously I, I can't let it slip more than that. How much of your job is is based on working backward from telemetry and player data, and and how much are you putting stuff out there saying, hey, I, I have an idea, I think this could improve the key performance metrics that we're looking at in terms of keeping our current players happy and bringing in new players, um, and then waiting to see how that plays out and then doing more of that in the future or, or doing less of it if it doesn't work out and how much of it is it just mostly you have to go with your gut mostly you have to kind of just uh, uh try to be creative and think of the next thing instead of worrying about looking at just the data what's the balance there uh yeah i think it's weighted heavily towards uh going with the gut uh what do i think is fun uh when i talk with my teammates and, and fellow developers uh, what gets us laughing? What gets us excited? What sounds like it's going to be a blast? And and just go make it. Now, player data is insanely valuable. You know, when we when we did the Sandhawk remaster, we absolutely looked at at all of the data to see, hey, what areas were overpowered? What areas were perhaps not even fun? What areas were getting ignored? We can totally use that when we kind of come back on a remaster. But we never try to anticipate what the players are going to like, because I, I think that's a, a dangerous development habit to try to uh, create something with the notion of pleasing a particular kind of fan. Mm -hmm. uh, at, at PUBG, we make games that we want to play, and then we use the data. You know, a couple of seasons later, after it, the the content's been out there and it's had a chance to kind of breathe, because all change. Uh, gives players anxiety. That's that's totally normal. So you get stuff out there, you give it a minute to breathe, and then you uh, you check your work. Uh, were these good ideas or were these bad ideas? Uh, some stuff you think is going to be huge is just kind of mildly or warmly received, and some stuff that almost felt like uh, a secondary addition uh, is huge. And and that's interesting to see. But Jeff, our goal is let's let's make the game we want to play. And and then we 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 kind of check in with the fans a little bit later to see if we were if we were hot or cold. Excellent, Dave Kurd, creative director of PUBG. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jeff. I really appreciate uh, talking to you today, and I will see you on the battlegrounds. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I, I, I you know, it's, it means a lot. Uh, be back with another new episode soon. Until then, have a good one. Take care of yourself, and goodbye. <laughs>